0: This is the IEEE USA Insight Podcast, Episode 25, a program featuring news, information, and updates from IEEE USA headquarters in Washington, DC. I'm your host, John Yaglinski, and this month, Victoria Bannon brings you Millennial Moment on internships. She also interviews astronaut Sandy Magnus, and Georgia Stelludo updates you on e-books and conferences. In the news, IEEE USA recently launched a completely redesigned website developed from the ground up. The refreshing modern design will make the site more attractive to both the public and members alike with easier navigation, a mobile-friendly responsive design, integrated shop, and expanded search capabilities. At the same time, IEEE USA Insight, our flagship publication, launched version 2.0 The streamlined design took the best of the previous Insight design and improved upon it. Both sites were a project almost two years in the making, and we're very anxious for you to check out the new look. Visit IEEEUSA.org or Insight.IEEEUSA.org today. If you're looking for your dream career, Snapchat engineer John Collins guides you from application to onboarding in his new IEEE USA ebook, Developing Your Path. A guide to landing your dream career. It's available now in the new website shop at IEEE USA.org slash shop for the member price of just $2.99. Non-member price, $4.99.
1: I'm Victoria Bannon, back for another Millennial Moment. Well, it's internship season, and whether you're wrapping up a summer internship or gearing up for one in fall, here are some tips to end or begin your internship with a bang. Okay. So you've gone through all the interviews, submitted all the resumes, and gotten all kinds of recommendations from former professors and old bosses. And now here you are. But how can you prove that you're an amazing intern or better yet, get hired on full time after graduation? Internships have evolved in the past decade. It's no longer a devil wears Prada situation. You're not there to be tortured and you're not just there to fetch coffee. You'll be more or less treated like a member of the team, which is a good thing. Your goal as an intern is to make your bosses forget that you are an intern. By that, I mean conducting yourself professionally and taking on projects that go above and beyond what you are expected to do as an intern. Act like this internship is a full-time gig and it may just happen. Here are a few tips to help you get started. So you already have the technical skills down. It's why you got hired. You know to show up on time to work, to turn off your phone at work, and to volunteer for the hard projects at work. But have you thought about soft skills? 90% of employers are looking for employees with great soft skills. Soft skills are a combination of people skills, social skills, and communication skills that help you work well with your team. Not sure where to start with soft skills? Try saying hello to people you see in the hallway, even if you don't know them. Ask your fellow interns how their weekend was, and genuinely listen. According to Forbes, listening is just as important as talking when it comes to communication. If you find yourself struggling with soft skills, as so many of us do, sign up for a course to sharpen your skills. Another tip, something that shocked me when I first entered the working world is that you can often have some downtime at work. Maybe five or 10 minutes between tasks. Although at some internships, there have been hours between stuff I've had to do. Don't fret. Use that time. Even if you're just reading the company newsletter. One last tip for you interns out there. How you leave is just as important as how you arrive. Make sure to personally thank each person that helped you at the end of your internship and keep in touch with them. Who knows? it could result in a new job down the line. Well, that's it for me. I'll see you all next month.
0: In the IEEE USA Insight Spotlight, we bring you close up to a newsmaker or public figure with a quick one-on-one interview. This month, we speak with Sandy Magnus, current Executive Director of the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics. She's a former astronaut and a current member of the President's NASA Transition Team. She discusses her career and advice to engineers.
1: So, what did you dream of becoming first—an astronaut or an engineer?
2: Oh, an astronaut! I didn't even know engineering existed. Okay. I didn't discover engineering until I got to college. I studied physics for my first degree.
1: Why electrical engineering? Um,
2: well, when I got to college and you know, I studied physics, and I love physics, it was a, it's a wonderful place to start. And when you do when you do physics, you know you you basically. Derive a lot of things, right? Engineers use equations. Physicists derive equations. And I was really attracted to ele- basically to electromagnetics and quantum mechanics. I was not really a mechanical girl. I was more of an electrical girl. <laughs> so the 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 idea of working in electric. My first job was actually applied electromagnetics. It was stealth technology. So mm-hmm. so electrical engineering was the place that piqued my interest you know, based on where I had affinity in physics. And so while I was an undergraduate, um, I took a class in electro- electrical engineering almost every semester, you know, once you get to your senior level classes and you have that flexibility. So mm-hmm. the first two years, of course, you're doing all the basic stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. But I took a class in electrical uh, engineering every semester because it was something that was intriguing for me because to me it was applied physics. And it is applied physics, really, but in uh, electromagnetics and just, you know, things like that I I really enjoyed it so I was like oh I'll go get a master's in electrical engineering because this looks like fun to go learn more about yeah
1: what surprised you most about space when you went
2: I think one of the things that was really fun was the the fact that we adapt so fast to it human beings are very adaptable Mm -hmm. and after even just a short time on orbit that first time I just felt comfortable I felt like I'd been there forever I was creature of space and every time I went back my body adapted faster and faster because it knew the environment so I think the fact that you can just feel it so at home there it feels normal and natural to be there
1: how did you become an astronaut like how did that happen for you
2: Um, well it's a long road I, I got my bachelor's degree and then I went to work full time I got my master's at night school and worked for about just under five years and then went back and got my PhD and then uh, applied to NASA and, and got in at, uh, I was 31, which is actually a little bit on the young side, but um, that's sort of the, the path. But,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it, you know, the goal that I had from when I was a little girl, uh, I also knew I wanted to have a Ph.D. That was the goal of mine as well. So I basically just kept, you know, checking boxes off, so I felt like I had a decent resume and then applied.
1: What, what exactly did you do in space?
2: Lots of stuff. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I had two short missions and one long mission. It was all related to the space station. So all my missions were part of the space station assembly uh, sequence when I, you know, my first shuttle mission, we took a piece of truss up. My second mission was my long duration mission where I lived on space station for four and a half months. And mm-hmm. a lot of what we were doing, besides the science that everybody did, a lot of what we were doing was internal assembly to get the station ready for a six person crew. So we put in all the water regeneration system, the second toilet, the hygiene station, crew quarters, two of the crew quarters, the new resistive exercise device, you know, and a bunch of science experiment racks and things like that. And then my last mission was the very last shuttle mission, and that was a logistics mission, well, because we weren't sure when the commercial cargo people were going to be available to deliver cargo, that last shuttle took up about um, uh, 10,000 pounds of stuff, and so uh, that was a lot of move, moving. We took 10,000 pounds of stuff up, then we brought back
1: about 6,000 pounds what advice would you give yourself at 15 years old or or maybe just of any 15-year-old?
2: The advice I would give any 15-year-old is um, find your passion and follow your passion because that's really what I ended up doing. I thought when I went into college that I was going to do a PhD all the way, I was going to do study physics all the way through my PhD because I didn't know any better, because I didn't know engineering existed. I didn't know I would like electrical engineering I didn't know material science existed I didn't know I would enjoy studying material science which is what I did for my PhD so for a 15 year old find the thing that you're passionate about follow that passion and if you discover other passions along the way that's great keep following those too you're never going to go wrong if you find that thing that you love to do and you go and do it wow. don't, don't be afraid or hesitant go do it just go do it
1: absolutely what is your favorite project that you've worked on either in space or on Earth or both?
2: Well, I, I mean, I can I can say all encompassing it's the space station program. Uh-huh. You know, my whole arc of my career at NASA was the space station program. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that for all kinds of reasons. I got to do, number one, a lot of different, I played a lot of different roles in my work with the space station program and I worked all over the world with, with all of our international partners on the space station program. And I think for for both of those reasons, that's been a really delightful program to be engaged with.
1: So, who are some of your engineering heroes?
2: Gosh, I you know I never really thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I th- I think I'd have to say that the people that I worked with, you know, in the aerospace. I mean, I don't know if I can just pick out one because the the workforce in the aerospace industry that the whole workforce, but the engineers and the technical people that I've worked with my whole the whole arc of my career have been just spectacularly fun people to work with because everyone in the aerospace industry is so passionate and so dedicated and so committed to doing the right thing and, and building hardware that works and that's safe and that um, accomplishes the goals. And they will just go, you know, a thousand percent beyond what's necessary in order to do that. And it's been... It's, I've just really enjoyed working with such a quality group of people my whole entire career.
1: What did you end up doing after? I I know you work for um, a i a a but um, did did you do anything intermittently? And like, kind of, what led you to where you are now? Yeah, so this, I, this is my this is my first
2: job out of the astronaut office. As okay. The executive director as the executive director of the uh, AA. Awesome. And uh, I took this job because, uh, for several reasons. One, I wanted to stay engaged in the aerospace industry. Two, I was interested in understanding how not-for-profits work, cause just like IEEE uh, is a you know, non-profit professional society. AAA is a non-profit professional society for the aerospace industry. Um, I wanted to work with students and young people, which I can do as executive director. I, I'm sure you imagine I interface a lot with students and young people. Yes. Um, I can, I, because AIAA is a professional society, and we're sort of the, the neutral ground where engineers, scientists, technicians, government, industry, and academia all come together to do great things. I, I had a platform which to speak out uh, of, on things of importance to the aerospace industry. So it was very nice to be able to be offered a platform for that, because I tend to speak my mind on things. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so these were things that attracted me to this job. And, I, again, I could stay engaged with our community, which is a wonderful community of
1: people. Um, and just one last question. Are you optimistic about the future of space travel?
2: Oh, of course. I mean, we've got a lot of great things going on right now. The, uh, after, you know, decades, multiple decades of government investment in space, we're at a point where private enterprise is, is now starting to engage on their own behalf. And we're just starting that, and you know, even though it's been going for about you know this, this momentum's been building for the last ten years, we're still at the very beginning of that phase where space is, is becoming more accessible uh, and perhaps uh, useful for people that are that are trying to do things other than government-based, right? And I think we've got another ten or twenty years of that for that to mature, but it's really changing uh, how people use use space, the number of people they can engage in space, how people can engage in space. I mean, you could, I can see a world before the end of my life where there are astronauts who are not just government astronauts, who are professionals, who fly in space for private enterprise to do things that are related to whatever it is that private enterprise is doing. I think that's very exciting. You know, it's opening up access to a wider variety of people I think the more people who go into space and see our planet, the more it'll change the attitudes of um, people who view our planet and I think that's a good thing too so yeah, I'm very hopeful
1: Awesome, well thank you so much I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me
3: And now, here are some updates for IEEE USA ebooks and the IEEE USA conference calendar. From September 1st through October 15th, IEEE members can download free Women in Engineering Book 3, Passions Can Sustain You, A Personal Career History by Sherry Gillespie. Go to shop.ieeusa.org, log in with your IEEE web account, add the book to your cart, and use promo code SEPTFREE17 at checkout. In addition, be the first to get the new, first IEEE USA e-book for children, Abigail and the Fish Tree, by Sonali Ranawira. This book is only $2.99 for members. Go to shop.ieeusa.org to get it today. And IEEE USA's new audio ebook, Staying Sharp Volume 1, Tips for Staying Sharp Inside Your Company is still available free to members. Go to shop.iusa.org for the download link and listen to this first audio ebook from IEEE USA free today. IEEE members go to shop.iusa.org to download all three of your free IEEE USA ebooks today. And looking at IEEE USA's conference calendar, plan ahead for the fifth annual IEEE International Conference on Wireless for Space and Extreme Environments. October 10th through 12th in Montreal, Canada. The eighth annual IEEE Ubiquitous Computing, Electronics and Mobile Communications Conference, October 19th through the 21st in the Big Apple and the IEEE Global Humanitarian Technology Conference, 19th through the 22nd of October in San Jose, California. For more information on upcoming conferences and to register, go to IEEEUSA.org slash conferences. Don't miss these great opportunities. I'm Georgia Stelludo for IEEE USA.
0: Our wise interns have left Washington, but they got the opportunity to present their projects in the Senate building. Check out the coverage of that event on our Instagram account at IEEE USA. And be sure to follow all of our social media outlets, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Links are in the top right corner of the IEEEUSA.org homepage. Mark your calendars. The next Future Leaders Forum is scheduled for July of 2018. Whether you were with us last year in New Orleans or not, you won't want to miss this event, which will take place from July 26th through 28th at the University of Texas, Austin. Visit futureleaders.ieeeusa.org for more information. This has been the IEEE USA Insight Podcast. Join us again next month as we take a look at news, information, and updates from IEEE USA. If you've got feedback you'd like to share, please connect with us by commenting at our IEEE USA Insight article. Send us an email, insightpodcast at iEEEUSA.org, or visit Facebook, facebook.com slash IEEE USA, or of course, Twitter at ieeeusa. USA. I'm John Yaglinski. Thanks for tuning in.